Welcome to Zichud Asiman Memorev Ram Golder, and today we're Zechus Rosh Hashanah Dav Ches, the first parak of Rosh Hashanah. This mesect has been generously sponsored as a schus for Chaya Bas Esther. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah stated, "Ve'echol b'Tishrei Rosh Hashanah l'Shanim." On the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for reckoning the years. The Gemara asks what law this is referring to, and a number of answers are given. Papa said it was for Staros, for the dating of documents, which we had learned. And the Gemara clarifies that it's for dating documents according to the years of the non-Jewish king's reign. Rabbi Zeri said that Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah with Kufa in relation to the seasons. Rashi explains that we calculate the solar and lunar seasons based on a starting point, which assumes the creation of the world began in Tishrei. This opinion goes according to Rebeliezer, who said, Betishrei Nibra Olam, that the world was created in Tishrei. Rabbi Nachman Yisak said that the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah Ladin, for judgment, for it's written, The eyes of Hashem are on it from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. This means, this means, From the beginning of the year, judgment is issued regarding what will occur at the end. Point number two, the Gemara continues and asks how we know that the Pasuk, is referring to Tishrei. And answers, for it's written, at the moon's renewal, when the moon is covered on our festive day. Now, on which Chag is the moon covered? You must say that this is Rosh Hashanah, for Rosh Hashanah is the only Chag that falls at the beginning of the month when the moon is hidden from view. And it's written in the next Pasuk, Kihok Yisrael Hu, Mishpat Yaakov, because it's a statute for Yisrael, a judgment day unto the God of Yaakov. We therefore see that Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgment. The rabbis taught in Abraisa that this Pasuk is coming to teach Shame based in Shomala, Nichnasin Ladin, Elim Ken Kidshu based in Shomate Esachodesh, that the heavenly court above does not enter into judgment unless the court below has sanctified the moon. Rashi explains, Kichok Yisraelhu, that when Yisrael has established the legal status of the month through Kiddush Achodesh, then Mishbat Lelke Yaakov, Hashem begins his judgment of the world. And pointing with you, the Mishnah state that the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for Yovlos, the Yovel years. The Gemara asks how this can be, for the Rosh Hashanah for Yovel is on the 10th of Tishrei, which is Yom Kippur. As it's written regarding the onset of the Yovel year, On Yom Kippur you shall sound the shofar. How can our Mishnah say that it begins on the 1st of Tishrei? The Gemara answers that the Tanah is Rabbi Shmuel ben Broka, for Osana Braisa. When the Pasuk states, And you shall sanctify the 50th year, what is it teaching? Do we not know that Yovel is the 50th year? The answer is that since in the previous Pasuk it stated, on Yom Kippur you shall sound the shofar, it could be thought that the year is only sanctified from Yom Kippur on. The Torah therefore states, You shall sanctify the 50th year. This teaches that the year becomes sanctified from its beginning, meaning from the first of Tishrei. From the first of Tishrei it was forbidden to work the land, and while slaves could not yet return to their homes, they were not enslaved to their masters. Rather, they would eat and drink and rejoice with crowns on their head. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah stated, On the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for reckoning the years. The Gemara here asks, what law this is referring to? And a number of answers are given. Rapapa said it was for stars, for the dating of documents. The Gemara clarifies that it's for dating documents according to the years of the non-Jewish king's reign. Rabbi Zerah said that Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah in relation to the seasons. Rashi explains that we calculate the solar and lunar seasons based on a starting point, which assumes the creation of the world began in Tishrei. This opinion goes according to Rabbi Lehezer, who said, but Tishrei Nibro Olam, that the world was created in Tishrei. Rabbi Nachman Bar Yitzhak said that the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah Din for judgment, 
For it's written, Mereshi Sashana Ba'adachrishana. The eyes of Hashem are on it from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. This means, Mereshi Shana Nidon Ma'yehebasofa. From the beginning of the year, judgment is issued regarding what will occur at the end. Point number two, the Gemara continues and asks how we know that the Pasuk, Mereshi Sashana Ba'adachrishana, is referring to Tishrei and answers, for it's written, Tiku B'chos Shofar B'chesel Yom Chagenu. Below Shofar at the moon's renewal, when the moon is covered on our festive day. Now, on which Chag is the moon covered? You must say that this is Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the only Chag that falls at the beginning of the month when the moon is hidden from view. And it's written in the next Pasuk, Ki Chok Yisrael Hu, Mishpat Lokei Yaakov, because it's a statute for Yisrael, a judgment day unto the God of Yaakov. We therefore see that Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgment. The rabbi taught in a bright side that this Pasuk is coming to teach, Shame based in Shomalad, Nichnasin Ladin, Eli Ken Kichu based in Shomates HaKodesh. That the heavenly court above does not enter into judgment unless the court below has sanctified the moon. Rashi explains, Kichok Yisrael Hu, that when Yisrael has established the legal status of the month through Kiddush HaKodesh, then Mishpat Lakei Yaakov, Hashem begins his judgment of the world. And pointing with you, the Mishnah stated that the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for Yovelos, the Yovel years. The Gemara asks how this can be. For the Rosh Hashanah for Yovel is on the 10th of Tishrei, which is Yom Kippur. As it's written regarding the onset of the Yovel year, on Yom Kippur you shall sound the Shofar. How can a Mishnah state that begins on the first of Tishrei? The Gemara answers that the Tanis Rabbi Shmuel ben Broka, for it was taught in Abraisa, when the Pasuk states, and you shall sanctify the 50th year, what is it teaching? Do we not know that Yovel is the 50th year? The answer is that since in the previous Pasuk it stated, on Yom Kippur you shall sound the Shofar, it could be thought that the year is only sanctified from Yom Kippur and on. The Torah therefore states, you shall sanctify the 50th year. This teaches that the year becomes sanctified from its beginning meaning from the first of Tishrei. From the first of Tishrei, it was forbidden to work the land, and while slaves could not yet return to their homes, they were not enslaved to their masters. Rather, they would eat and drink and rejoice with crowns on their head. All right, so now we go to our Simr Dav Ches, and our standard simon is a challah, a challah. So here goes. This special challah served at the Rosh Hashanah meal, marking the seasons and day of judgment, was baked in the shape of a shofar in front of a covered moon, and was presented on a platter inscribed, Happy Start of Yovel Year! to liberated servants wearing crowns on their head. Once again, it's a motion. This special challah, challah, that must be more duff, chas. This special challah served at the Rosh Hashanah meal, marking the seasons and day of judgment, which reminds us we have three different pshatim for what the meaning is, that the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for Shanim, for years. It's either for Shtaros, for Tukufos, seasons, or for Din. The Makor that it's for Din, for judgment, is from the Pasuk, Mereshi Zashana, Badakhu Shana. The eyes of Hashem are on it, meaning Eretz Yisrael, from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. This means, Mereshi Shana Nidon, Mayebasofa. From the beginning of the year, judgment is issued regarding what will occur at the end. So, the special challah served at the Rosh Hashanah meal, marking the seasons and day of judgment, was baked in the shape of a shofar in front of a covered moon, which reminds us, the Gemara continues and asks how we know that the Pasuk, Mereshi Zashana Ba'adachrishana, is referring to Tishrei and answers, for it's written, Tiku B'chos Shofar, Bechesel Yom Chagenu, blow Shofar at the moon's renewal, when the moon is covered on our festive day. Now, on which Chag is the moon covered? You must say that this is Rosh Hashanah, for Rosh Hashanah is the only Chag that falls at the beginning of the month when the moon is hidden from view. And it's written in the next Pasuk, Ki Chok Yisrael Hu, Mishpat Elokei Yaakov, because it's a statute for Yisrael, a judgment day until the God of Yaakov. We therefore see that Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgment. So the special challah served at the Rosh Hashanah meal, 
marking the seasons and day of judgment, was baked in the shape of a shofar in front of a covered moon, and was presented on a platter inscribed, Happy Start of Yovo Year, to liberated servants wearing crowns on their head. Which reminds us, the Mishnah stated that the first of Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for Yovos, the Yovo years. They were asked how this can be, for the Rosh Hashanah for Yovo is on the 10th of Tishrei, which is Yom Kippur. The Torah therefore states, V'kidash Mishnah Sachamishim, You shall sanctify the 50th year, Melamed, Shemizkadeshes Vaholeches Metchilaso. This teaches that the year becomes sanctified from its beginning meaning, from the first of Tishrei. From the first of Tishrei, it was forbidden to work the land, and while slaves could not yet return to their homes, they were not enslaved to their masters. Rather, they would eat and drink and rejoice with crowns on their head. So once again, the special challah served at the Rosh Hashanah meal, marking the seasons and day of judgment, was baked in the shape of a shofar in front of a covered moon, and was presented on a platter inscribed, Happy Start of Yovo Year, to liberated servants wearing crowns on their head. All right, now it's time for Four Blah Daf Dalit. So the similar Daf Dalit is a door. So here goes. The door, door. That must be more than Daf Dalit. Dalit, door. The door to enter the shul featured a huge slot for giving tzedakah to get into Olam Haba, which reminds us Rav Kahana objected to Rav Yitzhak's contention that Daryavish soured by the time of Ezra's journey, for it's written in a letter that he sent with Ezra to give the governors of Yehuda that the Jews be given whatever animals as offerings and supplies they needed daily without fail. Rabbi Yitzhak answered that from this very passage, we can see that he acted purely for selfish motives rather than the sake of heaven. For Dayavesh says, so they may offer pleasing offerings to God of heaven and pray for the lives of the king and his children. The more questions if this is problematic, for it's taught in Abraisa, concerning one who says, I donate this out to Tzedakah, so that my son shall live in this chus of the mitzvah, or that I should have a share in Olam Haba, this person is a complete tzaddik. So why should Dayavesh be considered self-serving? The Gemara answers that this is not a difficulty. Here, the Brisa deals with the Jew, while here, in the case of Daryavesh, we're dealing with idolater. So the door to enter the shul featured a huge slot for giving tzedakah to get into Olam Haba, and was made of alternating rows of wood and marble. Which reminds the Gemara brings three differences between how Shlomo Melch and Daryavesh built the temple with rows of wood between rows of marble, which demonstrate how Daryavesh had soured. So the door to enter the shul featured a huge slot for giving tzedakah to get into Olam Haba, and was made of alternating rows of wood and marble. Whereas the exit door next to it had a Yom Tov calendar posted on it, reminding members not to transgress the losaseh of Balta Acher. Which reminds the Mishnah that Nisan is also the Rosh Hashanah for the Ragaim. And the Gemara explains the legal significance, The Nafkamina relates to one who made a vow with respect to subjugating him to the losaseh of do not delay. One who voluntarily vowed to bring an offering is prohibited to delay fulfillment of his vow beyond a certain period. The Gemara brings a five-way machokas regarding when one transgresses Baal Ta'achar. Our mission is like Rabbi Shimon who holds Shal Shagam Kassidrim V'chagam Matzos Techila. The three Chagim must pass in sequence with Pesach first. Daf Hey. So the similar Daf Hey is Hey. So here goes. The children joyously jumping in the Hey. Hey. That must be one Daf Hey. The children joyously jumping in the Hey. For the seven days of Tashlumim for Shavuos, which reminds us, the Gemara asks where the Tanakam and Rabbi Shimon derive that Shavuos has seven days of Tashlumim and answers that they derive it from the source presented in the Brisa taught by Rabbi Bar Shmuel, which taught, the Torah said two things, count days and sanctify Rosh Chodesh, count days and sanctify Chodesh Shavuos. This teaches, just at the beginning of the month is sanctified for a period equal to one of the units by which it is counted, meaning a day, so to Shavuos is sanctified for a period equal to one of the units by which it is counted, meaning a week. So the children joyously jumping in the hay for the seven days of Tashlumim for Shavuos, 
watching the Balta Acher Parade, featuring several chiyuvim such as Nadarim and Nadavos, as well as Peyaleka and Sadaka, which reminds us that Bryson Dav Dawud Amaral have listed several obligations that are subject to the prohibition of Balta Acher, such as Nadarim, Nadavos, Hekdeshos, Sadakos, Maisos, Bechor, Peyaleka, Shechel, and more. The Gemara here brings the source for each of these rulings. So the children joyously jumping in the hay for the seven days of Tashlumi for Shavuos, watching the Baal Ta'acher parade, featuring several chiyuvim such as Nadarim and the Davos, as well as Peyaleket and Sadaka, were fascinated when one man noticed the blemish on his offering and transferred its Kedusha to a substitute. Which reminds us, Gemara, what the Bryce is referring to when it teaches that one is not high for Baal Ta'acher, for delaying payment of chilufa, of its substitute. And after the first explanation is rejected, Rav Shesha said, We're dealing the case where two regalim passed, and the original Ola Shlami became blemished, whereupon he transferred its kedusha to another animal, and one more yantav passed. You might have thought, Since the substitute comes by virtue of the first offering, it's treated as a single offering that passed three regalim, and the owner should be chayiv for Baltahir. The pas is coming to teach that he's not chayiv. Dav Vav. So the similar Dav Vav is a sword. So here goes. The wealthy sword swallower. Sword? That must be more on Dav Vav. The wealthy sword swallower who gave out Sadaka immediately to the Anim lined up and watching him perform. Which reminds us, we learned from Befichot that one is high for Balta Acher on Sadaka. And he has to give it out immediately because the Anim needed it immediately without delay. And he shouldn't think that he's only high after three or going past, like in the case of Karbanas. So the wealthy sword swallower who gave out Sadaka immediately to the Anim lined up and watching him perform, because he learned that one is chai for Baal each and every day after the deadline, which reminds us one is chai for Baal for each and every day after the deadline passes. The Mary explains that since the mitzvah Baal does not apply at night, since Karbanas cannot be offered at night, therefore the mitzvah is renewed each morning. So the wealthy sword swallower, who gave out tzedakah immediately to the anim, lined up and watching him perform, because he learned that one is chai for Baal each and every day, after the deadline, realized his wife was feeling left out of Baltacher, so he gave her a beautiful sword necklace to be Masamecher for the Chag. Which reminds us, Rabbi Zer inquired if women are Chayv in Baltacher, perhaps since they're not Chayv in Re'iya, they're not Chayv in Baltacher, or perhaps since they are Chayv in Simcha, they are Chayv in Baltacher. According to Bai, women are not Chayv in Simcha, rather it's the husband who's Chayv to be Masamecher. Dav Zayn, so the Simcha Dav Zayn is a gun. So here goes. The gunslinger, gunslinger, that must be on Dav Zion, Clay Zion, gun. The gunslinger knocking out targets with suggestions for other Nissan or Shoshanas, which reminds us, the Lord explains that the reason our time does not include months in the Mishnah is that he's discussing the ways in which the New Year is relevant to years, meaning to 12 month periods that have a lachic significance. He's not discussing ways in which it's relevant to months. He did not include Iburim because he's only discussing beginnings. He's not discussing culminations, such as the end of a period when the court may proclaim a leap year. And he did include the separation of Shkalim, since the Brites had taught that if one brought the funds from the old year, he fulfilled his Chiv, and therefore the Tanakh could not state it as an absolute rule, for this implies it would invalidate the old Shkalim. Therefore he chose to omit this halach entirely. So the gunslinger knocking out targets with suggestions for other Nisan Rosh Hashanahs, who was thrilled when it was determined after Borom that it was an Eber year, giving him a second Adar of rent. Which reminds me of a Mokhons regarding until when can one add a leap year? Is it the entire month of Adar or only until Purim? The more explains that the reason for limiting the adding of a leap year only until Purim is that since people learn the Halachos 30 days before Pesach, the people might come to be lax in observing the prohibition against Chomets. Rashi explains that people in the distant communities will have it fixed in their minds that Pesach is in 30 days and they'll not listen to the messengers that come who tell them that it's a month later. The more explains the other time would respond that people know that declaring a leap year depends on calculations, and the reason for the delay was that the rabbis didn't finish their calculations until this time.
so that gunslinger knocking out targets with suggestions for other Nisan Rosh Hashanahs, who was thrilled when it was determined after Purim that it was an Eber year, giving him a second Adar of rent, shot up his lease in fury when he realized he signed it that it was for this year and expired the first of Nisan. Which reminds us that if one said that the period of the lease was for Rosh Zot this year, then even it was on the first of Adar, when the lease was signed, as soon as the first day of Nisan arrives, a year has been completed. The Gemara explains that even according to the one who holds, one day of a year is considered like an entire year. It's different here. Because a person doesn't bother to rent a house for less than 30 days. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu. wishing you a great day and great learning.